the plane that should have never flown. Goes by the name of the Flying Titanic. 2200 people dead. Or even constructed. 1600 tons of pure metal. 1600 tons of metal. 1600 tons of metal. Against all odds, it took off without a hitch. But what happened when it reached 100 feet will leave you gasping for breath. In a world first exclusive, here today on RML, a deep dive into the plane that should have never been flown. How did it pass the Flight Engineering Executive Board? Seven life jackets on Who neglected to install enough exits? One rear exit. And why did it ever leave land? All the answers coming up in this very episode of RML. Hey, how are ya? Robbie's Modern Life right now on FBI Radio 94.5 FM, streaming online, back on the podcast or in your car. Um, my name's Robbie Armfield. With me are some beautiful amigos, Mitchell JC. Hey, Rob. <laughs> Sophie Gordon. Hey, it's good to be here. And Bernie Bolgi. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Hey, we're going to be with you for an hour today. It's going to be a heaps of fun. I can't wait to, to get into everything we want to talk about today. But is everyone feeling good? How's everyone feeling? Are we excited for the chicken feed this army? Hell yes. That new fried chicken place has got me salivating, eh? Yum. So it's finally open and we can finally go and cluck and collect there, which is going to (laughs) be so much fun. Yes. How are you guys getting there? Uh, Probably drive. Could someone spot me a lift? (laughs) Oh, not this again. What are you talking about? Has your brother got your car or something? No, no. I lost lost my license. Oh, Oh, pull the other one, mate. No, I'm serious. I was I lost my license during the week. Oh, I need to hear hell. about this. You want to hear about it? Yeah. Well, hurry up. Yeah. What do you mean? You want you want lifts every every week? What what happened this time, man? Well, I was driving to work. I was doing eighty in a school zone. <laughs> Far <laughs> out, brother. Yeah, during school hours, I was late, so I was doing eighty in a school zone. It's probably not the best idea. <laughs> no. I had my windows down. And I had my wallet on the dash, and somehow the license just flew out. I don't know. Oh my god! Then you got bored. I just lost it. I just I, so you, I didn't get caught. You got done me. for driving without your license. No, no, I I got to work fine and everything, but I I don't know where my license is. Oh right, oh, you just right. like physically lost it. <clears throat> yeah. Oh okay. Damn! Did you look for it? Or? I looked back because I thought I le- I thought it flew off on you know Gladesville Bridge. It gets uh, real windy up there, so um, I thought it flew. I tried to reverse back up, but a lot of people beeping and stuff. So, so for you, okay to give him a lift? Is that? Oh me? Um, yeah, I've lost my license. So, yeah, I, I actually have funny. I've got a license story as well, Bernie. Oh really? Yeah, it, it was actually so crazy, guys. I got a letter in the mail last week. 
um, full legit, full legit from um, Transport New South Wales, you have been upgraded to a fast track license. What does that mean? Uh, what do you mean? Well, like you, what? What's a fast track license? So it's like a lottery kind of thing. Like they'll just pick a random L plate because you guys know I was I was only on my L plates a week ago, right? Yeah, yeah, of course, that. yeah. Um, so it works on like a lottery system. They'll literally just pick out a random person and go, "Here you go, we'll fast track you uh, oh. to your full license." That seems corrupt. Hey, so what? You don't even like need to know about like how to drive. Um, no, no, no. They just ask you like the medical questions and stuff. They say they said on the letter, "Go to your nearest service, New South Wales." Like, what's your what's your so what's your new license number? You are now looking at license holder two triple four one six seven. Say that again. Two triple four one six seven. Full license holder, Sophie Gordon. No, it's not. That yeah. that that was my old one. I literally like this is. It's funny you should say this because I've I've been. Uh, have you heard about this? I was demoted. What? I, my my you license, got, license. I got demoted to an L's. <laughs> From full. That never How happened. How did you get yes. that? How many um, demerit points did you have? I copped a hundred demerits on the weekend. I I ran over some. Oh, there's this. Anyways, this full story. What? But this is actually making me quite ran sense. What? So like, yeah. be I've prison? been demoted. And you, you, you appear to have like taken my license number, so through this like what you say is a fast track program. This is corrupt. It's a limited positions of of drivers. Yeah. I, I guess so that. in Sydney because like the overpopulation is skyrocketing, right? Yeah, that you can't have so many drivers. Yeah, and with that many numbers, you can only have about ten million drivers at once. So. Well, this is crazy. What the hell? So like you, so w- we have this like demotion and promotion system in Sydney now. Is that what I'm led to believe? Oh yeah, I guess this is the first. Yes, thing I'm now I've on my fucking L's. Like this, Rob. Yeah, wait, oh, can shit. we can we backpedal a bit, Rob? How did you yeah. lose it? How did this happen? Oh, it's it's so it's it's really. Wait, you didn't know. lose your license. You just got demoted. To I L's. got demoted. I had a hundred. I got like a hundred demerits, for like running over a, const- a, a literally a tradies tool belt and his lunchbox. I was like, just I was cruising. I was going like. 80 on the city west link. You know, past that like big sort of. Const- they're always constructing shit there, right? Yeah. And I just happened to skid out for a second and I, I ran over this guy's like tra- this tool belt. And I didn't think much of it, but I got really swiftly pulled over and I got done with 100 demerits in one. They were like, yeah, you're demerited, boss. Like, what does that mean? They're like, well, hope you get your L's out. I hope you've got your L's still. It's like, what are you talking about? You know, I've been through this whole process like over the past two weeks. I've been in and out of court, like mm. Zooms. It's crazy. I've been so bummed out. I even like it's so f- it's it's craziest thing because like I even like talked to the tradie that whose belt it was I ran over. He mm. was like so chill about it. He didn't even care. I was like, "What did I run over, boss? Like, what do you want?" And he's like, "Oh, it's just a a V in a Milky Way." And I like so I was like, "Yeah, all right, no dramas. I'll go get you that." And um, so like it it's one of those weird things where like bureaucracy just like hammers home like this is this, but it's like I've even smoothed it over with the boss, you know. Yeah, the cops fucking love construction workers, don't they? Sydney and construction, mm. hand in fist, mm. seriously. So corrupt. You think you've got your license, you think it's forever, right? But it's so fickle how mm. how you just you can just lose it like this or you can get it like so in Sophie's. I've situation. been I've been going crazy over this seriously. And this is like you Sophie saying this like no bad blood, no bad blood between us, but like honestly it's it you can understand I'm like slightly frustrated, right? Like No, I totally understand. I'm with you. Like that's really annoying. Mitch, do you have your license? 
Do you have, yeah, yeah could do, you give I us do. all the lifts maybe to this chicken place? Cause oh God, so you're all going to need it. I could like, um, spot you also if like, you know, supervise it. Um, but yeah, only if we go, only if we go in a car though, like if we're going fishing, there's no way. Cause I actually, yeah. Um, incidentally also lost my fishing license this week. It's going to be like license week or something. <laughs> what, what is this license week? Is this is crazy. What do you mean you yeah. lost your fi- I don't even know you had a fishing license. What, off the side of the boat or something? What happened? When no, no, not not like yours, Bernie. No, I'd only just gotten it a couple of days ago and um, wanted to yeah. celebrate. And so I went diving for um, for abalone. The new laws allow you to do that in um, Botany Bay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so I wanted to pick up some abalone. I didn't see that. And, oh, yeah, you probably only see it if you're, like, you know, following fishing news, really. And, yeah, I really wanted to celebrate, head it out. Mm. Ducked under the water. There was, you know, it was brimming with, um, yeah, all this abalone in Botany Bay. So they're quite restricted uh, in terms of how much they can be fished, right, abalone? I did learn that on the on the fishing trip because I managed to bag, you know, upward of twenty of these um, abalone, and yeah, just as I came, popped out of the water, surfaced, and yeah, there's two cops just looking me right in the face. One of them with his notepad out, just tapping it with his pen waiting to book me basically for, um, yeah, for too many. You can only have two per person. Two but per yeah, person? You had 20. I had 20. So I got hit with about, yeah, several fines. Oh, man. What? So how long have you lost your fishing license for? For good, I think, at this point. Some crimes are just unforgivable. It seems that way with the NSW government. Yeah. And, yeah sea they, cops. They were watching you like a hawk, the sea cops. Yeah, did they confiscate the abalone? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, damn, that sucks. Yeah. What about your diving equipment? That's the, yeah, I've, I've sold that anyway. Won't be going out again. Oh, well, look, sorry to hear about that, Mitch. But yeah, hey, I mean, this is crazy shit. Hey, like, what the hell? License So week. incidental. License week. But um, anyway, look, regardless, honestly, so keen for this cluck and collect feed. So um, yeah, keen for that, the Savi for sure. Hey, um, after the break here on Robbie's Modern Life, uh, we've got an exciting update on the magpie situation in Sydney. You guys might have heard about how they're sort of swooping and there's uh, calls for to cull them and all that sort of crap. So um, we're going to get to the bottom as to, uh, to that story and see what you think as well. So if you have a feeling on this uh, magpie stuff, get involved on the text line 0409 945 945. Do you reckon we should, what do you reckon we should do with them? Uh, RML right now, FBI Radio. See you after this one. Cheers. Robbie's not on life right now on FBI Radio. It's such a pleasure to have your company today. My name's Robbie Armfield. With me is Bernie Bolge, Mitchell JC, and Sophie Gordon. And we've got a bit of a message for you right now from Sydney Council. Keep those ears pricked if you're lazy. Uh, are you lazy, animal-loving, and hate adventure? 
then you might best tune out now because this job is not for you. Sydney Council takes pride in their natural spaces and wildlife. But to keep making these spaces comfortable and accessible for all, a new initiative is being introduced across the council to better control the levels of dangerous birds. Yeah, that's right. You might have heard about this. Over the past few years, magpie birds have wreaked havoc on residents, swooping hundreds of completely innocent people. Sydney Council have heard the complaints loud and clear and have responded that something must be done. And Sophie, they've put together a 2021 to 2022 strategic plan that we're more than happy to relay for you today. Yeah, so part of their 2021-2022 strategic plan, the Sydney Council are now hiring for their groundbreaking new role. It's it's um, They've just rolled it out. It's called the Avian Management Specialist. Um, oh, all right. Yeah, so we've got an open call out. They're not just hiring one specialist, I should say. It's an open call out for a new cohort of Avian Management Specialists. Cool. All right. So could this role be for you uh, mitch they've they've labeled here a bunch of uh, desirable characteristics of the ideal applicant yeah they have here so could it be you um do you have these particular characteristics a can-do attitude a sense of adventure and camaraderie uh can you follow basic uh, to intermediate instructions have you demonstrated awesomeness <laughs> uh, a steady hand ability to work individually under pressure to a tight time frame Good vision, so 2020 or similar. A valid firearms license is highly desirable but not essential for the role. Ability to pass a background check and firearms license procedure desirable but not essential. For the right candidate, some shortcuts can be made, which is great to hear. You love if you love early starts, early finishes, this is perfect for you. Access to a vehicle and driver's license is desirable, so that uh, rules me out and you, Rob. Uh, no weapons or firearms are required or will be supplied on the job, so don't worry about that. Yeah, really cool. It sounds pretty great, right? So this is, as we say, the new avian management specialist role, specially put out as part of the 2021-2022 strategic plan uh, that Sydney Council's rolled out for the magpie problem. It sounds pretty great. Even better, though, is the training process. So don't you guys hate when you you know you finally get a job and then you have to go through the worst kinds of training? Some of it's so boring and some of it's just like, mm. really misplaced or like non-existent, right? It's like torture uh, you, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it's torture, so if you're right. I mean, have you guys ever had bad training for work placements? Uh, I, yes. Short answer. <laughs> I, yeah, short answer. Yes, I worked as a waitress. This just reminded me. I worked as a waitress at this pizzeria, and they did. They didn't train us on how to navigate the table system, which is such an obvious screw up. But oh, it was so confusing and just a, like a terrible bad vibe. They always made it out like it was our fault, and when we when we dropped glasses and stuff, you know, it's terrible. Yes, that that reminds me of a job I had as well, Bernie, working as a kids' party planner. What? Yeah, similar thing, and like the company just straight up didn't have first aid as like a prerequisite for any on-site appearances. It was so messed mm. up. Like, yeah, look, I'll leave it there. Don't want to go into it too much. But yeah, I'm with you. It's such horrible training. Similar to me, honestly. I worked as a lifeguard um, on this like really choppy beach. So it's always just dangerous as hell surf. Um, yeah. And the locals would always swim in the rip as well. Just idiots there. Man, I don't know. It's just like I had no idea what I was doing. No training. Mitch, I, I didn't know about that. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I worked at, at a pizza place too. I can relate sort of similar to what you were saying there, Bernie. Like, 
worked at this pizza place one time and they didn't even train us to like where the toilet was. And so seriously, some of these like the longest shifts of my life, I tell you working at this place. So anyway, yeah, I like know how bad training can sometimes be. And so there's nothing like that though for this new epic avian management specialist job with the Sydney Council. They've cut out like all the fluff and they've put it really directly there, everything that you could need into a really cool app that they've called Magpie Shoot App. Magpie Shoot App. So this thing is so awesome. Sophie, you've been our boots on the ground with this one. You've actually had a bit of a run through of it recently. Yeah, Robbie, it's so awesome. It's pretty much a game where you just have so much choice in terms of how you play it. So first you collect your gun. When you first start on the game, you're automatically given a pretty standard shotgun, but um, the more points you get as you go on in the game, you're rewarded with more firearms, um, more concealable firearms, and etc. Is the concealable nature as a result of the magpie's keen eye? Like, is that because they often go for like shiny objects? Like yes, guns exactly. Can be shiny. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So they've really thought of everything. With this yeah. Game. Yeah. But but they want to start you off with just the basics. You guys are gonna love this. This app bought the same technology as the Pokemon Go app. Do you guys remember oh, yeah. that? So Mm -hmm. where you use your camera and your location services for a real-time virtual reality interactive interface. Oh, Oh, So you use your camera to find the virtual magpies. So not real magpies, virtual magpies fly on your screen. Some hidden, some in plain sight, and you shoot them. Magpie shoot app. With every kill, you can earn council-wide rewards like um, discounts at local cafes and restaurants. You can also earn more points um, and score an extra council cleanup. And you can even earn enough points to get a parking permit, which is really Wow. Very real rewards here. Okay. I like it. I like it. I really thought of everything. Yeah. They've just condensed everything you could possibly need to know into this one app and um, they've really improved the experience by including all of these rewards and stuff. For those of us who uh, might have missed a beat, this uh, this is an app that they've they've used in lieu of a, a person-to-person training thing because of COVID or? Uh, they didn't state that COVID was the reason why, but um, I think it's more about streamlining the process. You know? oh, of course, yeah. Um, so much time and, and money is wasted on like training junior employees, you know? Yeah, when you can just use an app if yeah. it's well if it's well designed, like this one sounds very, like very well designed, good interface, good uh, user interface, and, and you can and you can use it all. You can do it all at your own pace. And so you're you getting know? like paid to play, essentially. Is that it? Almost, yeah. This thing's great. It's called Magpie Shoot App, right? It's the training grounds for this new job that might be for you. It's a new job uh, put out by the Sydney Council. It's called Avian Management Specialist. Uh, I suppose what I can gather is it's pretty much directly uh, advocating for the culling of local magpies. With uh, guns, yeah. With mm. guns, with guns, uh, concealable weapons. But uh, yeah, So we've all tried it. We all think this app is absolutely great. It's. I think I will be applying. I've definitely got a sense of adventure about this. And, uh, you know, we, we've teamed up with Sydney Council here at RML for this open call out. So get in touch immediately. Text in your name and address and we can pass on your info to the council. 0409-945-945. It's really that simple. The role's called Avian Management Specialist. It goes with the Sydney Council. 
Magpie, shoot, app. FBI. Hello, my name is Robbie Armfield. Pleasure to have you company today. With me are a couple of, uh, what are they called? Um, astronauts. Uh, Bernie Bolgi. Hey, what's up? Mitchell JC. Hey. And Sophie Gordon. Hello, reporting in for duty. <laughs> and my description of the co host today will become very clear uh, as Mitch describes. Go ahead, Mitch. Yeah. Um, so. Over the weekend, I viewed Christopher Nolan's epic science fiction drama, uh, Interstellar. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but uh, it's yes. The, yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, so good. Allies, Interstellar Allies. It's awesome. Um, and it got me like wondering if there are actually any potentially habitable planets out there. So I don't know if you saw in the movie, but they were, you know, investigating these other potential planets that maybe um, we could populate at some point. Mm, yeah, um, well, especially inspiring. is this in the context of like sort of climate catastrophes and things of this nature? Yeah, thinking those. about this, yeah, and pandemics and just like war, never-ending war, you know, money woes. And I was like, why, why can't we just you know start afresh on a new planet? And you know, it just got me so worked up that I, I called a friend um, who used to work at NASA. Actually, oh, um, you know, he's more in like the admin side of things, but you're full of surprises, Mitch. Yeah, <laughs> got some friends in high places. And um, I just wanted to ask, like, you know, is is this possible? You know, I've just watched Interstellar. Like, could there be other planets out there that are, like, actually habitable for us? Like in the movie, like the habitable planets in the movie. Like the habitable planets in the movie, then. And, yeah, they were honestly delighted to, like, that I even asked, you know, that I had, like, this interest in space. Um, you know, they said that's what Interstellar's kind of done for the world, I guess. Mm. made people more interested in space and they they were happy to answer it and they actually ended up creating this like they went one up you know <laughs> one step above the extra mile and they made like this virtual tour of potential habitable planets for us should the earth like just completely go to shit oh whoa really like a yeah a, a virtual tour of habitable planets yeah just kind of like almost like an interstellar experience i guess did you bring this to the show today you got this now oh yeah yeah um i've got some they they happily sent some vr headsets as well that are compatible with this thing so we can actually Sick. put those on and fire up okay Mitch, this um, is so cool all right so let, let's yeah, do it then let's do it spoiling us here i know well they spoiled me so. well this is crazy it, put it on like this is that right other way other way on upside down okay. other way guys oh yeah no that goes over your eyes rob Okay. Not, not your mouth. Okay. <laughs> Rob, is, don't do that. Piece, isn't it? <laughs> no, no. Rob, that, we'll be able to hear each other just normally. <laughs> I'm just joking. All right. Oh, okay. come on, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> now let's just put them on and have a uh, have a little go. Fire it up, do you reckon? All right. 
All right. Does that sound good? <laughs> I don't know. I'm if this is, can around. you see us like in real life? Because if you can see us, you probably don't have it on, right? Uh, this is yeah, I can so see awesome. you guys. Mitchie, Bernie, you've got to um, turn the contrast down a bit and then you'll be able to see us. Uh, yeah. Oh, there we go. There, can you see us now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. whoa. Yeah, it starts on a bit of a weird setting. We're all really ripped in this, aren't we? Yeah. Earth is our home, our planet. But is it our only option? Hello? Whoa. Who's that? <laughs> this is cool. What is this? It's like Whoa. 3D. What are you Welcome, kind of travelers. You're now embarking on an expedition that could determine the fate of the human race. Okay. <laughs> Spicy to, like, intro much. Oh, do we have to walk around or anything? Or do we just... Oh. I think we just witness it. We're oh. kind of moving now, aren't we? I think oh, we're in a oh, ship or something. Oh. We're in a ship. Okay. Ignore my question. <laughs> Welcome to Tea Garden Star B. A lush tropical planet that is only 12 light years away from Earth. Feel free to walk about and read more about the planet on display. Uh, okay, so now we walk around. Oh, I think wow. they meant about these, uh, these um, info panels. So this oh. planet is called, did I hear right, Tea Garden Star B. This is one of the first habitable planets beyond Earth, I suppose. Mm. Oh, guys, look around, look around. Like, use, like turn your head. Whoa. Yeah. That lady was right. It is lush. Yeah, this one looks promising as hell. Oh, man. We'd have to even cut some of this forest down just to, like, set up camp or something. There's so much shrubbery. You're right, Mitch. Yeah. We need to get a hacksaw to some of this. It does look promising, though. It does. It does. Gorgeous. (gasps) Can you guys see some of those clouds through the shrubbery? Oh, my God. I'm yes. too short. Oh, Sophie, ju- oh. the shrubbery Whoa, jump, is jump. covering. Jump, you can do big jumps on this planet. The gravity is nowhere oh. near like Earth. Oh, it's okay. non-existent. Bro, get down from there. <laughs> oh. Hey, guys. Can you guys see the <laughs> info panel? Where's the info panel? Boing. Oh, yeah. Is it this bit? Next Bernie? to the tree there, Sophie, yeah. Tea Gardens Star B is packed to the brim. Yeah, yeah, read the info panel, Sophie. Let's, let's learn more about Tea Gardens Star B. Tea Garden Starby is packed to the brim with a fully decked, vibrant tropical forest. Thanks to a robust atmosphere, abundant liquid that appears to be water-like, uh. and limbless, slug-like, cattle-looking creatures that mm. would be perfect to hunt, as they appear from chemical composition tests what? to be comprised of mostly protein and fatty oil with several essential vitamins. Oh. Mm. Perfect. Whoa. Oh, oh god. <laughs> they do. Uh, oh, here they come. Slug cows. Oh, that's so <laughs> It's unfortunately it, It's unfortunately orbiting a volatile red dwarf prone to solar flares and is also unfortunately set on a collision course with another planet that oh. should occur 20,000 years from now. So, you'd better get in quick. Oh, oh, what? Yay. So it doesn't sound as if it's really that habitable. If oh, it's going to be destroyed that quickly, you know? Mm. That's not good. That's mm. a bit of a... It's not that viable. But I Those know. things I are so terrifying and terrible. I hate as well. the look. They're really gross. It's getting close. Gross. Oh, why do they what stare at you? It's leaving a trail of slime behind it. Do you guys oh, see that? Oh, that it's makes disgusting. me sick. It makes me want to vomit myself. 
Maybe. Maybe that's where the, that smell is coming from. Oh, yeah. It smell okay. does reek. This is a really beautifully made yeah. virtual. Re- oh, God. The stink <laughs> of it. You can, sell, you can smell in here. Oh, God. So this place is going to be gone in 20,000 years. Maybe this could be good for like a doomsday party planet. Oh, yeah, good yeah. idea, Bernie. One last charade. Yeah. For a yeah, few thousand years. <laughs> One last hurrah. Yeah. One more time. Get Daft Punk together. Back together. Yes. So. Oh, we're moving. Now? Oh, sh- Oh. Whoa, oh it's God. like Star Wars with the lights. Oh, my God, Bernie. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah. Everything's melting away into beautiful fractals. Whoa. Oh, wow. My ears I, are popping. Ugh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Can you smell that? It's beautiful. Oh my God. It smells no. so much better. <laughs> wow. Guys, I think I liked Tea Garden Star B as like Earth's initial habitable planet, but I don't know if it could be our forever home, you know? It seems like mm. I don't like those slug things and it seems like it'll be destroyed really quickly. So let's yeah. see if this next place will be of any worth to us. Yeah. Okay. okay. Where are we now? Welcome to Trappist One D Travelers, a small rocky planet that shows many good signs of supporting life. The atmosphere has a very similar makeup to our own on Earth, with nitrogen making up eighty percent on Trappist One D. Feel free to look around and read more about the planet on the information panels. Okay, yeah, this is a really rocky planet from what I can see, guys. Okay, Okay. looking at the info panel here, unfortunately, Trappist-1D is confirmed to be rocky. Very rocky. If humans were to make it to this planet and attempt to build structures like we do on Earth, they might have difficulty with the amount of rocks. Yeah, it is really rocky here, and I'm having trouble breathing properly. There's a lot of nitrogen in this atmosphere. Mm. Yeah, there's just like not even a single bit of level ground, is there? It's so rocky. It's so jagged. Walking is like all sideways and stuff. Yeah. I I have trouble believing the lady when she says this planet has many good signs of supporting life. All I can see are really uninhabitable rocks. A lot of rocks. And Trappist-1D has what some scientists are calling the most unstable rock structures in the seeable universe, which means rocks can sometimes fly around at random, killing any biological life forms immediately. So... What? How... (laughs) how Whoa! Oh, God, guys! Are you okay? Keep your wits about you. Yeah, that, that info panel wasn't lying, Sophie. These rocks are flying around in bizarre formations. Whoa. Oh. Some, some weird magnetic field or something in here. True. Do they have any intent behind them, or is this? Whoa! Is this just it's random? all at random? I think it's all at random. Okay, let's have a look at this other info panel here. It is also orbiting a red dwarf that suffers from frequent solar flares, roughly once every fifteen oh, years. That, depending on the severity, could wipe all life off the face of the planet. Oh my God! Well, those rocks are coming straight Whoa. for us. <gasps> was so realistic. That is so realistic. Mitch, your NASA mate has really made an incredible virtual tour here of habitable planets. I'm sweating. Yeah. I just realized. Incredible. (laughs) 
Okay, before we go to the <laughs> so next good. habitable planet, let's listen to a song on RML right now, FBI Radio, and we'll explore more after the break. Good idea, Rob. Whoa! Shit! <laughs> Whoa! Robbie's Modern Life right now on FBI Radio 94.5 FM or streaming on DAB online or back on the podcast. It's such a pleasure to have your company today. My name is Robbie Armfield and with me are a few explorers. We've got Sophie Gordon here. Hey, Robbie. Mitchell JC. Hello, Houston. <laughs> and Bernie Bolgi, of course. Hey. hey. We're currently uh, amongst a virtual tour that was compiled by Mitch's ex-NASA friend. Uh, we are looking at the potentially habitable planets that we might exist on post-Earth. It's a really startlingly real experience doing this virtual tour, isn't it? Super <laughs> realistic. So awesome. We've just chucked these, like, uh, what do you call them, VR headsets on and uh, been chucked into this tour, which we thought, initially might have just been you know much more rudimental than it's turned out to be it's yeah. a feast for the senses i feel like we've been to these planets it's uh, so cool. i'm excited to see more really it's almost like more it's almost more of an experience than like the movie interstellar that some of these oh. the science was like sort of oh. inspired by I, uh, I mean almost i wouldn't say you know i wouldn't go that far i wouldn't like discredit mr nolan but um, yeah. Anyway, so we, we've had a look at uh, the Tea Garden Star B, which is like a really lush planet, but it uh, seemed to be almost on the verge of destruction by like a red dwarf. Trappist 1D, of course, was like super rocky. So I've got high hopes for these upcoming planets. Let's um, jump jump in here. I'll pop the headsets yeah, on. Yep. Yep. Let's just move it back on. Okay. Oh, you got <laughs> it wrong again, Bernie. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Okay. Oh! <laughs> Oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. oh, everything's melting into fractals. Whoa. They're going to puke. Tau Ceti F lies within the habitable zone of Tau Ceti. Not much is known about this planet, and it may not have a significant biosignature because of how long it has lived within. The habitable zone. Just one billion years. Many scientists believe if there is life on Tau Ceti F, that it might resemble something like the monkeys that live here on Earth. Feel free to look around the virtual imaging of Tau Ceti F and read more on the virtual panels. But please, look out for the alien monkeys. Have you guys seen any alien monkeys? Oh. Sophie, yeah, that sounds like a bit of a stretch, right? But did did I just hear her say space monkeys? Alien monkeys? Alien the real monkeys. planet of the apes. <laughs> yes. Strange. Okay, so... Yeah, it's like a jungle again kind of vibe. 
Yeah, it's kind of like jungle. jungle. Seems like kind of like a like Amazonian, I guess. Mm. Mm. All right. Anybody find any? uh, Can anybody see an info panel? I've got. I can't see the one anyway. Oh yeah, I got one here. Oh yeah, you you found one there, Mitch. Yeah, I can't see. Buried. Yeah, I'm stuck behind some shrubbery. I think I'm trapped. To be honest, I'll just read it from here though. I can read it from there, Mitch. What does it say? So Tau Seti F is a contentious planet among many scientists. There is almost a 50-50 split in those who believe the theory of life on Tau Ceti F mimicking monkeys on Earth and those who don't. So, okay, I guess this one's maybe more in the bounds of um, imagination at this point. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. So it's so it's... It's like, if I'm understanding correctly, this Tau Ceti F planet is like housing monkey type creatures. That's what it seems to be. We are pretty closely related to monkeys. So maybe it is, uh, huh. maybe it will be habitable for humans. Hey, so that's like making person. me quite, um, it's making me quite hopeful to hear that. Mm. So it's kind of like Earth in its nascent stages then almost brimming with all these you know amorphous blobs and monkeys and stuff oh hey guys uh oh god false alarm i found this info panel here it yeah. says uh tau seti f also orbits a red dwarf uh, in the latter stages of okay. life due okay. for a supernova imminently oh my oh, god I, I knew it i knew it was too good to be true yeah. these habitable planets are, are not fit for humans it seems oh god did you guys just hear yeah. that oh <laughs> i heard it like some kind of monkey. Oh no! Run, run! run. <laughs> How do we get out of this thing? Shut it off! Jump! You got to jump across the chasm! Jump! I can't do it. We can't jump. Shut it off, Rob. You have reached the end of the habitable planet's virtual tour. We hope you enjoyed the experience. Oh God, guys, are you there? Can you all see each other? Oh. Yeah, I'm good. Hey. Oh. You have five new messages. Whoa, whoa, what? what? Oh, my God, guys, can you see them? Check this out. On the virtual headsets, we've got messages here. Oh, oh messages. Yeah. yeah, it's like messages from people back on Earth. Oh, what? like an interstellar. What? This is a nice what? touch from your mate, Mitch. Oh, that's cute, I guess. I mean, I don't know him that well. I don't know how he'd have that kind of info on me, but that is sure. so. That's a nice touch. This is nice a touch. very nice touch <laughs> on this virtual tour. That's a nice oh. touch. They must have reached out to someone we knew, I guess, or something. That's cute. I guess that's this is cool. just like a virtual, but it does put you in the headspace, you know? It does. Yeah. It does, Bernie. So it appears right here uh, in the virtual toy here that our loved ones have. Maybe in real life, they've sent us each a message, oh, and the real. messages span decades. Okay, oh, um, uh, it started from the beginning. Nice. Okay, let's listen to the first one here. Then messages from loved ones. Hey Mitchell, it's David here, man. Just calling as a heads up before you head up there into the stars. Good to know you, bro, and I hope it all goes swimmingly. I know you'll do us proud, man. Hopefully, I'll catch you back at the bowls club soon. All the best, David. Huh. <laughs> Must be a Matthias. Who's? I, I guess mm. I don't know everyone that you know. Dave. I've never heard of you talk about a David much. Mm. No, I'm. Yeah, I'm just trying to 
search back through my memory. I don't. Uni friend. What bowling clubs do you go to? I don't. I don't. Do you know this person? I hope I don't catch him at the bowls club. I don't know who he is. You don't know this guy? No, I've got no clue. Was it meant for David. one of you guys? I don't know a David. Was it meant know. for one of you? I don't know a David. Is it just like a generic message? I don't know a David. I think this might be a mistake. Well, that's kind of creepy. That's mm. weird. All right, let's have a look at the next one then. Uh that's for you, Rob. Okay, here it goes. Next message from loved one. Hey, Rob, mate. Uh, Jaden here from the Onion Crew. I <laughs> uh, just want to say, you know, it's been a real pleasure knowing you and just, uh, yeah, getting to know you over the past few years has been such a pleasure. You're a real gem, man. Uh, you're a real one. All the best. Uh, That's sweet. Jaden nice. seems to really, yeah, appreciate cool your friendship. Yeah. You guys are good mates? I don't wish I knew who it was. I don't know who that is. Jaden. You don't know a Jaden at all. Uh, what? You don't know him either. Did, you, the, did he say the Onion Crew? Yeah, is that like a work or workplace or something? I don't know. Is that like a group message? Like I don't even. <laughs> I don't know what that. I don't know who that is. So yeah, I don't know. An old share house like, or something. It... I yeah, like these are good guesses. None, none of them resonate for me though. I don't oh, know who Jaden is. You went to high school then uni. Moved out. Is it uni? Work. Is it a uni man? Anything ringing a bell? I don't know who that is. Yeah, I, I think we'll we'll just leave those messages. that seem to be like just people. Just I think they. I think yeah, maybe your mates wrong. just like reached out to wrong people, Mitch or something. Yeah. Okay. That's all I can think about. That's all. That was a sweet touch. Oh, it was a very sweet, like a sweet idea. It didn't. It didn't come. That was the only bit that didn't come through for me with the, this virtual tour. It's a sour taste at the end, but like the rest of it was really full on and cool. Yeah, that broke the realism a bit for me. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Brought me crashing back down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point, Sophie. Well, hey, well. Uh, it's good good to be with you guys back on Earth. I mean, that was, that was crazy, right? Those those habitable planets, none of which seem to be very. Uh, I guess Earth. I mean, the thing that sort of reads to me is you know really plainly true after that experience is like Earth is all we've really got. Hey. Yeah, it seems like nothing else is particularly hospitable towards you know our frail body and mind. It feels like. Love is the only thing that transcends time and space. Mm. I didn't so much get that message from it, but I, uh, yeah, everyone's open to their own interpretation. I think more I was just thinking like, Earth's all we got. We've got to treat Earth right, you know, Mother Nature. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yes. Mm. Stick around on Robbie's One on Life because fitness freaks are going to be seriously excited for what's right around the corner. Keep it stuck right here on RML on FBI. Stick around, fitness freaks.
Okay, Robbie's Modern Life, FBI Radio, Bernie, Mitchell, Sophie, and myself, Robbie, are with you. Thanks for being with us. Now, if you're a fitness freak, you might want to stick around and listen to this because registrations for Soft Mudder are now open. Bernie, give us the scoop, man. All right, this event, formerly referred to as Tough Mudder, which you might know it by, has moved online because of the pandemic and has undergone many changes. This includes a change of heart from the organizers who this year want contestants to have a more relaxed and fun time with the event. Yeah, it seems like uh, gone are the oiled up skate ramps, barbed wire pits of mud and electrified monkey bars. The mudder this year is softer than ever before and presumably more fun. This is because the organizers want you to complete the course with ease and feel good about it at the same time. You've already had a tough year, right? So sit back and complete the course without fear of death like in years gone by. This is kind of beautiful. It's kind of a beautiful, beautiful angle they're taking on the tough, tough mutter. Uh, We've already had a tough year. We've already had a tough couple of years. So why make it harder? This is an event for people who have had a tough year. They just want to have uh, an event that brings people together. They've had a change of heart. It's quite beautiful. The course is now designed to be as easy as possible to complete. So you simply click through the obstacle screens alongside your contestants, who you'll also be able to talk with on a live chat, and then share a drink at the end in the Soft Mudder Finishing Room live chat. Yeah, it is so cool. And you really get that sense of community that Tough Mudder was known for, right? But just in a softer way, a way that we can all get behind, right, Mitch? Yeah, just like, I don't know. It's, it's you know, I think they're keen to get everyone involved now. Um, so contestants will all be emailed like finisher certificate PDFs, uh, which you can print off and have with you in the finishing room live chat. Um, you know, you can set it up as your background or something and just, yeah. Share it to Instagram or something. Yeah, exactly. You can share it to Instagram. You can tag them um, in the Soft Mudder online. So for anybody that's interested in getting involved in Soft Mudder this year, what do they need to keep in mind and how do they do it? Well, so to do the course, Rob, all you need is your computer and your one-time sign-in code. Uh, you'll get with your Soft Mudder registration online. And registrations for Soft Mudder are open now, starting at $89.99 for a big Mudder deal and $105.99 for the full course Mudder. And not only that, families can sign up. So that's two adults and two children with the family Mudder deal for just $180.99. So, you know, get in quick though, because uh, the registrations are closing midnight, October 15, and it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Well said, Mitch. Absolutely. What great deals. Way better than it was in Tough Mudder. Hey, Soft Mudder, proudly sponsoring Robbie's Modern Life. Save a lot, not um, having to do the life insurance bullshit as well. Yeah, it looks very easy to complete, which I'm excited to do after what's been a really tough year. It's I've had a tough, a tough year. year. I think we've all had a tough year. So, yeah, keen to get involved in something that is community-focused in a way that's, you know, achievable for everyone in that community, right? Talk about having your finger on the pulse as an organizer, like the sentiment of the community. Nobody wants a bloody tough event. 
Uh, I've already had a tough year, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, we've had tough mud dumped on us all year. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I don't need to climb any more hurdles. Climbed through enough muck and mire this year. <laughs> we've gone through enough bloody metaphorical barbed up barbed wire mud pits this year for the for my whole goddamn life. Enough oiled up skate ramps and far out. There's no guarantees. There's no insurance for real life, right? I mean, that mm. was the good thing about Tough Mudder when you did that sort of stuff. There was like a small guarantee that you might get a little bit of uh, compensation or something like that. But real life this past year has been tough as shit. It's been real. Yeah. Um, it's been real. Yeah, it's been real, real. So That's a nice touch from the organizers. Nice really touch. nice touch from, from yeah. Soft Mudder. So thanks so much for getting involved, Soft Mudder. And uh, yeah, all you fitness freaks, get involved there. Jump on the website there, Soft Mudder dot com dot au hey you're listening to robbie's modern life right now on fbi radio and i bet you're wondering what's happening in the what's happening in the world right now you know what's happening in the newspapers well stick around after the break but i'll be jumping right into it uh listen to this one though that is right it's just around the corner but first we've got one small week of content for you including mixes interviews cultural chats and more one small week of content to get you right to the next RML. Stick around and thanks for being with us. A huge thank you to contributors to this show Sophie Gordon, Bernie Bolgi, Mitchell JC. See you very soon.